I don't, it reminds me of something they would have played at like Woodstock. Like it's so peace, yeah, love and happiness, man. It's yeah. like, I told you, seventies so vibe, good. acid trip. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I was thinking more weed, but yeah, same. I don't know what acid feels like. Actually, no, what that's a lie. I don't even know what I. I don't know. Neither what do weed. I. But that's what I feel like it would feel like. <laughs> but here's the embarrassing moment. I don't even know what fe- weed feels like. So there's that too. <laughs> don't do drugs, kids. <laughs> something big planning something big and we have something big planned for you here on the mosh pit podcast welcome 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 mosh he's and mosh she's and mosh them's i am michelle v joined by my co-hosts your favorite scene nana because she gives you sweets when mom isn't looking brianne b and the always (laughs) positive bubblegum smiled and snakebite hearted kelly d so we've been dousing your ears in hot fire flames reviews of some of the newest albums in the scene if you haven't listened to machine gun kelly's tickets to my downfall seaway's big vibe and girlfriend's self-titled debut album do yourself a favor and don't go listen to them go listen to our track by tracks (laughs) to prep your ears for the listening experience plus you know i mean if you're skipping episodes you're totally missing out on inside jokes so do yourself a second favor and binge all of the mosh pit podcast we'll wait okay all right i mean (laughs) okay really it's only like one two three four five we've got 20 episodes it's it max 24 hours of a commitment not bad not bad i mean guys we have reached a full day's worth of content and i uh I, I think that deserves a round of applause i mean we have no shame we'll clap for ourselves <laughs> i'm proud of us guys so proud that's a lot of content that's like that's a lot of that's like multiple netflix shows that people have to go binge right now <laughs> just think about how much time we did leading up to that like not only did we record most of the time longer than the actual episodes because we just like to bullshit for hours on end but like <laughs> prep and everything like this has become a big part of my lives i'm proud of us for sticking with i am it. too <laughs> i'm not crying you're crying <laughs> <laughs> all right so i promised something big planned for this episode and well you know it's been a minute since we on our music podcast talked to actual musicians so we have the pleasure of welcoming the break plans to the mosh pit podcast today who i being a jersey girl felt immediate kinship to as they are also jersey boys and hopefully you will feel some kinship as well but that will have to wait because first as always music news I feel like you guys should like say music news with me sometimes. Okay. <laughs> okay. Alright. <laughs> you wanna do it right now? No, we don't have to do it right now. Okay. 
<laughs> All right. Uh, starting off, we have a new song from a very old band, uh, The Dangerous Summer released a song called uh, I'm Alive. And I used to listen to Dangerous Summer when I was in high school. And uh, I've definitely seen them live. Um, I cannot remember for the life of me who they opened for, but I do know that when I did see them, I had to drive from upstate New York to Hartford because my parents decided to schedule a college tour this (laughs) morning before. And they're like, we're gonna make a weekend of it and stay overnight. And I'm like, well, I'm gonna leave at like 6 a.m. on Sunday so I can go see the show, bye. Okay, bye. (laughs) Okay, bye. Anywho, the first strum of the guitar, all I heard was Jumper by uh, Third Eye Blind. And I'm just, I just really wanted to start screaming, I wish you would step back from that ledge, my friend. And <laughs> yes. then I realized it was not Third Eye Blind. <laughs> no, dude. It's the exact same guitar, 100%. A thousand percent. Like, uh, for me... It was the same thing because I was I wasn't really digging AJ's voice as much as I usually am because I think it was a little third eye blind to me, it, it, you know, because it's not bad, but it was just he's got unique vocals and I don't want him to sound like anyone. It legit for me was jumper and there was moments where I was like, I thought it was going to jump into the chorus, like you said. Yeah, it was. I just missed like he used to have so much power behind his voice, like in the permanent rain. It was like so like raspy and aggressive. And this one, he just sounded so almost like defeated emotionally so yeah it was i mean it was good it, it wasn't as good as their old stuff i'm hoping that if they do come out with more that it will be you know a little bit more old school literally just listen to the beginning again and i definitely agree with you <laughs> i didn't hear it the first time around but i just i just now re-listened to it and it absolutely is the same exact um melody <laughs> like perfect um I actually kind of liked it I thought I mean it was a little on the slower side but I actually kind of liked AJ's voice in it I guess like it definitely sounds different I think than some of like his raspier um more passionate I guess songs maybe it's not like a favorite of theirs but maybe for some people it will be but I don't think it was one of my favorites of theirs but I thought it was nice yeah it was definitely not my favorite the dangerous summer song but you know the guitar was dope especially like right before that second chorus like it it was just uh it was real nice and um lyrically you know I thought it was actually quite good I thought it was beautiful but maybe for me any song that has the word hallelujah in it is just automatically labeled that in my head I think yeah. because of the song <laughs> Hallelujah, which is a beautiful song. <laughs> it's a fair assessment. Quick side tension about Hallelujah. So uh, when I saw Paramore live, like the one time, like before they, when it was the original five, um, they have a song called Hallelujah. And they started off with like, I heard there was a secret chord. And then she let the crowd sing the Hallelujah chorus. And then oh, it God. dropped out and it started their song. Oh, oh. I, that's beautiful just kiss best thing ever i would cry i think i cry every time i hear that song that's one of my favorite like paramore songs they have on their live album they have it recorded that way too oh, and wow. it's so great so oh. do yourself a favor go listen to hallelujah from paramore's live album because it is mwah, chef's kiss great <laughs> so yeah um paramore's hallelujah great you know, the <laughs> Hallelujah Dangerous Summer, not so great. But you know what is better than this? <laughs> you versus Yesterday's new song, Better. I don't think we've talked about You versus Yesterday on the show yet. Um, and I think lately, 
and correct me if I'm wrong, I feel like we tend to talk about the, you know, quote-unquote mainstream, or at least, you know, as mainstream as you can get when it comes to pop-punk songs. So, I, you know, this week I decided to dig a little deeper from some new releases to, you know, some bands that not everybody may know, or bands for me personally that I've heard of but never listened to, and You Verse Yesterday is one of those bands. And as soon as I put the song on, it just absolutely stuck out to me, because those vocals literally jump out at you, like, from like into your ears and into your soul um you know it, it's it's kind of one of those voices that we've talked about before that you know it it just puts it all out there uh it, the passion is palpable you know it's it's just the best of pop punk and the song it it definitely feels like it fits in you know to the mid 2010s pop punk like rome or trash boat and uh, mm. i was super digging it the chorus was catchy as fuck and i am all about it I thought it was a really fun song. I I hadn't heard of um, You Versus Yesterday before, but like really cool guitar, drums. I like the vocals too, like classic pop punk bridge. And like, we all know how much I love bridges. Like if they could have <laughs> just thrown some gang vocals in here, like I would have been on fire. But I think um, it kind of reminded me of early state champs. I don't like just... I don't know about like it, it was kind of just the vibe of it felt like you know felt like early state champs the finer things to yeah me. i can definitely see that um, i mean but you know state champs like, like it. encapsulates mid 2010s pop punk like right which is what you, yeah totally uh hot take i could not get behind his vocals <laughs> uh it was just yeah i never listened to them uh before obviously but it, it was just i don't know it I, I feel like during the chorus, his voice was good. And then, like, it was during the verses that I'm just like, I can't decide if I like it or not. Like, it's not like it was bad. I was just like, I don't know. Eh, mm, mm. Don't know and if it's your cup of tea. Every I've listened to the song multiple times, and every time I can't decide. Like, every time my decision changes, I'm like, oh, okay, no, this is good. And then there's times where I'm just like, mm. I don't know. I'm weird. I guess I'm weird, but I, I just. Eh. Yeah, it might be a song that needs to grow on you. Like, you might have Maybe. to listen to it a few more times before you, like, are convinced. Maybe Probably. better will get better over time. Oh. <laughs> I'm so funny. Okay. It might become timeless or eternal. Oh, my God. I don't know how these things come to you. Um, okay, next piece of music news for you. Another maybe lesser known band or lesser known to me I guess not sure if they're lesser known in the scene in general but um Eternal Boy has released a song called A Long Year and very topical definitely a long year so was (laughs) excited to listen to this one um but this is the first track released um from their upcoming album Bad Days Are Over that which is set for release in 2021 via four chord music and killer intro like this song the amazing killer guitar intro and i think it's just another very pop punk showing especially including the lyrics on this one um and obviously just very relevant right now (laughs) ready for the bad days are over both the album and in real life (laughs) so true (laughs) so shocker uh never heard of them so i've definitely never listened to them um I, I appreciate the the real hard, like, fucking, like, that, like, just aggressive swear uh, right before the pre-chorus. I was caught off guard by that, but, like, I ended up 
It was like my first thought. I was like, wow, I didn't expect that. But then like as the song progressed more and more, I was caught off guard by things and I was like really excited about it. Um, like the music dropping out during the chorus, like the really heavy guitar, the distortion on the bridge, the, like the really aggressive strum to end the song. It was really good. Like I'm honestly surprised how much I like it because originally like normally like the last song, like newer bands, I'm kind of like, eh, I don't know. But this one was just like very good from the get go. Yeah. So um, like you guys this was the first time I listened to Eternal Boy, or at least I thought it was. Um, Cause as I was listening, I'm like, this sounds super familiar. And so I was looking through their music and I saw that they had this uh, album called Eternal Boy and the cover looked familiar. And I was looking through the songs and Party Foul was on there. And that is a song I know. Uh, it was actually their song, but um, they were known as Space Pimps then. I had found it on a pop punk playlist. And so now I know why they sounded familiar because I did know them, but I totally understand why they are now Eternal Boy versus Space Pimps. Because uh, I don't. You, know, <laughs> you don't understand why they changed their name? It's a great name. <laughs> I mean, I think, you know, if they want to get anywhere, then probably not having Pimp in their band name would suit them. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah but no I'm, a, I'm totally a fan of the song you know it has some real nice like hard guitars and it, it, the a great variety in like the pace of the song you know um it was just it was great you know the, the end of the song was great too like uh i said great a lot but yeah so it was great, great. uh no but the, the end the little stutter stop and then it was just one more great. like kind of i loved yeah. that it, it, it's 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 another song that's just like so pop punk i was i was actually like jamming out to it playing air guitar and air drums and just moshing in my room to it and yes i was moshing alone <laughs> i was i was also moshing while i was watching the all-time low live stream <laughs> basement noise tonight <laughs> I mean, we're all going to be moshing alone for quite some time because I'm not going to want any other yep. random humos touching me. The status statement I've ever heard. Yeah. But very true. So true. I mean, who's happy these days? Uh, Can't Swim just came out with a new song called Who's Happy? And unfortunately, not me. <laughs> oh my I'm God. really, I'm really, I was really Bria's trying to hard to please voice. today. I am. I was in. I don't know if it's just that I've been in a sassy mood the past week or so, but uh, his voice was just so weird. Like it gets, it gets a little bit better during the chorus. It's very distinctive, but like he sounds like he's holding his nose while he sings. Like he sounds like he has a blocked nose. Which, but it, it's not. It's not like it's. It's not like I'm making fun of his voice. It sounds like he's faking that. That's what his voice sounds like. He, he sounds like he's a cartoon trying to put, or like a, a, a cartoon voice guy trying to make a different voice. Like uh -huh. it was just weird. I and it was very mellow, and it was just. I mean, there's a time and a place for that, but it just kind of seemed very monotonous until you hit the bridge, and then it kind of changed up after that. I was like, okay. Yeah, I think um, I actually thought it was really catchy, and like one, me too. One of the first things I noticed was that wow his voice sounds really different from other you know other singers in in our scene like it his voice just sounds very different from a lot of like the raspy passionate like pop punk singers that we yeah. know and love but I didn't necessarily take that as a bad thing I kind of uh at first it was like kind of surprising and I was like oh okay and then I kept listening and I um I think once I got over the fact that it was so different, I, I started to enjoy it a little more. Yeah, vocally for me, it was a little Owl City. Mm. Oh, no. How? 
Yeah, it had that kind of mm. like. I, uh, Maybe like the pitch of it. No, it was like almost. Uh, I don't know why I use the word airy because I don't think that's the right word, but no. it definitely for me was a little Owl City. Go back and listen to it again. Listen to Owl City and then go back. I mean, okay. I didn't do that actual thing, so maybe I'm completely off base, but it's fine. <laughs> um, so, I mean, besides the vocals, which, you know, I wasn't fully sold on, but uh, the music... It's also only just one song. Yeah, that's true. So uh, I feel like, you know, give them the benefit of the doubt and we'll listen to some more. Doubt, because musically, it may have been kind of all over the place for me. But I say that in the best way possible, because it was it was very chill and boppy, almost indie. But then that bridge was pretty mm-hmm. intense, and it gave me almost like the the electro vibe in the late two thousands neon pop punk era. Like think Cash Cash, take it to the floor, but less pop. Mm. Yeah, I think when you said indie, that's it, it. It did kind of feel like it had some indie influences, maybe. Yeah, um, I'm not a hundred percent sold, but you know what? I give them like bonus points because they're from New Jersey, so. <laughs> and michelle's a sucker for her jersey boys Mm -hmm. i am i'm also a sucker for some watermelon some watermelon (laughs) sugar (laughs) Uh. that was a terrible segue um so the main covered watermelon sugar and i was so down with it i'm you know i'm always down with the main especially their covers like their cover of uh the justin bieber song uh uh, I want to love you. Let me love you. I think yeah. so. Love yourself. Love yourself. Love your... Uh, love yourself. That's the one. Love yourself. Um, yeah, like, I, I loved that cover. I mean, honestly, I heard that song before I heard the Justin Bieber version, and I thought it was theirs, and I was like, wow, this is a great song. And then I heard Justin Bieber, and I was like, oh, fuck. Wow, Justin Bieber is covering the main. <laughs> yeah, right? But, um, no, I, I, this, I, I instantly felt soothed as I listened to it. Felt like an acid trip music video in, like, a 70s vibe. That's kind of what I felt as I was listening to it. Um, you know, almost as if they took their sound and mashed it up with a more Harry Styles vibes, like, it, like from Sign of the Times, and then applied that to Watermelon Sugar. Very scientific of you. Uh, you, know, you know my chemistry, <laughs> how it <Yeah>. works. <laughs> so... I had no idea that the main had covered Justin Bieber until right now. Oh, so it's I a good one. Yeah, it is a good one. I promise. They also covered um, Rihanna. Yes. Wait, really? Yeah, bitch better have my money. Okay, I need to go do. A, it's very good. To do a main deep dive. Um, that'll be my my task for this evening. Um, okay, so hot, I mean, I guess it's not so much of a hot take. I thought it was a hot take when I was listening to it, but um, I like this version better than Harry Styles's. Like. No shade on Harry Styles. I love that song, but it kind of felt like it. The original was stuck between two tempos. Like it would slow down, speed up. It, I, I don't know. It just it felt weird the whole time. It was so good, but I feel like this is like the corrected version of like. <laughs> I don't. It reminds me of something they would have played at like Woodstock. Like it's so yeah, peace, love and happiness, man. It's yeah, like, I told it you, seventies so vibe good. acid trip. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> Yeah, I was thinking more weed, but yeah, same. <laughs> I don't know what acid feels like. Actually, no, that's a lie. I don't even know what... I, I don't know Neither what... Neither do we- I, but that's what I feel like it would feel like. <laughs> but here's the embarrassing moment. I don't even know what fe- weed feels like, so there's that too. <laughs> don't do drugs, kids. <laughs> I just love this song, and I love John's voice on this song. I think... I mean, like, in my opinion, the main has always just been really amazing at covers, like love yourself was really good but even like way back in their earlier days when they did like 
pour some sugar on me. Like they've just always been, I think like so good at covers and they Mm -hmm. make it so like uniquely their own, but it's never to the point. I don't think where it's like, Oh, they ruined it. Like, you know? So I just, I mean, to me, the main and John can do no wrong anyway, but um, they did good. Yeah. John's just super talented. Yeah. Very much so. There's no one like him. There really isn't. Next song for new music, No One Like You, released by We The Kings. And another fun We The, we the Kings song, for sure. Um, I love a good tambourine. So there's a bunch of tambourine there in the beginning. Got me going. I felt like this was a Maroon 5, was like meant to be a Maroon 5 song, except for the interesting talking rapping situation in the bridge which felt like hollaback girl but then the (laughs) maybe i am yell out of nowhere it was kind of all over the place for me but i didn't not like it yeah i was uh surprised by the rap part i was like what is this rapping clapping and um, yeah for me i I didn't really get hollaback girl for me it was like almost 303 maybe that's because (laughs) they're on the brain Uh, spoiler alert for uh (laughs) five seconds from now in the future um (laughs) 303 has released a new song uh but yeah i mean it was it was threw me off but regardless like i loved it that little yell he did and like the song so for me the song like it it took me somewhere like for me you know me i like to paint my scenarios i was instantly transported to like a casino scene in a james bond movie and like james bond is making eyes at some beautiful woman who was later going to turn out to be a spy trying to get him you know for this greater plot of world domination and this is you know this is coming from like someone who's seen one james bond um but that's what i got out of it i was literally about to say i'm like did we listen <laughs> to the same it? song because where the fuck did you get that from, from that, that's james just bond? literally that's what came to me that's how i felt in the moment uh but you know honestly mm. so i i i think that says something for the song that it took me somewhere but aside from that like it was okay like it, it was for me a second rate the cab song the cab is the cab is just like very 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 high though so like second rate still pretty good (laughs) okay fine third rate (laughs) okay (laughs) oh come on now yeah i wasn't i wasn't digging it i'm gonna say i so i've loved we the king since high school but like after the couple like their first like three albums after that they kind of faded off to me and then we recently talked about another song that they redid that or not redid they released and like we were all like yes they're back this is it and while this does remind me of their older stuff i feel like it's a little bit more updated but at the same Mm -hmm. time like i don't know i i loved the bridge and the rapping and the scream i was i cannot picture travis screaming but at the same time i was just so here for it I thought it was a good comparison between that and then the intensely poppy, almost bubblegum style of the rest of the song. Mm-hmm. I I really liked it. Um, I wouldn't say it's one of their best songs, but I definitely think it's better than their most recent stuff. Like, it's not it's not prime time We the Kings, but it's definitely not as bad as their most recent stuff has been. Eh, I would I would disagree. It just it didn't really hit, you know? Mm-hmm. All right, so next song that uh, was recently released is uh, Shameless by We Were Sharks. And, oh my god, yes. Absolute headbanging music. I fucking loved it. Uh, it was just like, uh, so good. You know, and uh, 
there was just so many great parts to it. I don't know where to start. Uh, but, you know, for one, I feel like we tend to ignore the bass a lot when we talk about songs. But the bass in this is absolutely fucking killer. And pay attention to that, you know? <laughs> and this is the, like, um, like before, this is another song that I was legit dancing to as I listened to it. Um, and, you know, I'm, I'm a fan of We Were Sharks. Um, and this definitely solidifies my love of them. They're, they're, cause, you know, they're, uh, one of my, like, under the radar bands. Um, I, you know, I love them and I'll never skip a song, but I never go and put them on. Um, actually, you know what? No, that's not true. Cause I have definitely put on Bridge Burner to listen to that. Cause, you know, we all sometimes are just in that burn every relationship I have down to the ground kind of mood. But point <laughs> is, um, I, I am loving the song. I love them. And it's definitely going to be a song that's on repeat. I loved this song too. I thought it was so good. I like, so sometimes when I get really excited about a song, I can't even listen to it all the way through sometimes. And that happened with this one. So like I got halfway through and I'm like, oh my God, this is really good. I got through like the second <laughs> chorus and I was like, wait, I need to hear it all again. So I went back to the beginning and I listened to it like five times, but I don't know. I just like couldn't even make it all the way through. It was so good. I wanted to have it again, um, <laughs> if that tells you anything. But it just like the chorus lyrics are so catchy. Like I know for a fact when like I'm going to be in a mood and I would just love to shout that chorus out of my car window. And it's like, um kind of how I listen to hit the lights body bag probably more than I should when I'm angry this feels like another good Ooh. one to add to that yes mood good mix, call. you know definitely I, I there's nothing where I can really add uh because you guys basically hit all of the points like the really hard guitar the really hard drum it was like it's been a minute since we've had like a real well not a minute but like I mean this episode at least we haven't had one yet and I don't know if we really do have another really like hard hitting song no we don't so it was nice to have that break up the monotony of all the new music being like kind of on the poppier side or the more mellow side like the really aggressive was just I was by the time I got to it I was just like yes let's do this I need it <laughs> anyways uh one thing I was not into uh and not super pumped for was the next song on our list uh we talked about it about 30 no not 30 seconds ago about two minutes ago uh 303 is back in action after four years uh with their new song lonely machines um i'm just gonna give this one a big old nope uh <laughs> There, there was a callback to lyrics that was great. The opening techno beat sounded exactly like their old song, Starstruck. Um, but other than that, it was just like a fever dream. It was like just not... It, it, there was there was like these part Like there were certain parts I was vibing with and then it like come into some crazy techno shit. And I like techno, but like it was so strange. And then like it sounded like one part would sound like there was like a kidnapped or uh, like girl or being attacked or something where she's like oh, muffled God. screaming into like you, you, after the second chorus like that weird like you can't hear what they're saying I don't know it was not it was just really unnecessary and I just need them to go back to their old staples because or not even their old staples but like I need them to just go a little bit more onto the beat on the path rather than off the beaten path because it's not doing them any favors so have you guys did you guys ever listen to like the more recent 303 like night sports their last album before they went on hiatus no no i listened to the first two albums 
so i i like liked a couple songs off night sports which is like this wasn't that like that that like crazy because it's like slightly has some similarities to like what they were doing in their album night sports so i like i actually i kind of liked it um it felt like kind of a new age version of them i'm excited to hear new stuff that's like without features like because this was featuring someone so i'm interested to see if that like changes at all like how you know how the song is done and and i guess how we all like it but um yeah i did really love the throwback to um uh to don't trust me that was nice so in the beginning it says tell your boyfriend if he's still got beef that over time it's gonna give him heart disease i thought that was (laughs) clever it's very clever right but um yeah i mean i so overall i actually like kind of liked it um i don't know if i'll like be going back to listen to it that often but i think if it like came on shuffle and i was in the right mood i would enjoy it yeah no no (laughs) no For me, the callback was the coolest part of the song. And I guess, you know, it probably has a little bit of what to do, what you said, uh, a little bit of what you said, Kel, uh, that I didn't listen to Night Sports. So for me, this is not 303. And so if I'm going to keep listening to 303, that definitely needs to go back to the old 303, uh, because we all know they're here to cater to me. Um, (laughs) And me. Yeah, and you. And you, Brianna, of course. You know, because we're the most important. <laughs> Obviously, no. Um, it, it was weird. I guess it's it's new. It was it was interesting. It's worth a listen, but I won't listen to it again. <laughs> Do better, three hundred three. Says <laughs> Michelle. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. Do better. Do you know do you know who did have success with uh techno songs coming out? Who? All time low. But they have success with everything. They have success with everything that they put their beautiful little fingers on. Um, okay. <laughs> All time low released a remix of Monsters and um it was remixed by Phil Thorpe Evans, who is the ex bassist of Neck Deep and um he has this new project called Problem Child. I would no actually vowels. say it's Problem Chilled. Yeah, I was just gonna Problem say I don't I don't know how I would be able to do that. Good job. No, no. <laughs> um, I thought it, this was a pretty cool remix. I mean, nothing can be the original for for me on this one. I don't think, but I enjoyed most of it, especially the verses. I thought the verses were really really well done. Um, I didn't love the choruses as much. Maybe it was like too choppy i don't know but um because i actually like love all the the synth and stuff but i think maybe the chorus was like a little bit a tad over mixed for my personal style but i thought it was still a really good remix so i heard the little like preview on instagram and i was like this is either going to be awesome or i'm going to hate it and nothing's ever going to beat the original obviously it's number been number one on the alternative charts for how many weeks now um but as I'm listening to this, I'm like, this needs to go on my pregame playlist. And then I realized I'm 29 and I don't have a pregame playlist anymore. And now I just <laughs> drink sadly while watching YouTube videos on the couch with my boyfriend. Adulthood meets 2020. That was my sad realization of today. <laughs> I mean, I had the same realization, Brie, because I was like, ooh, uh, you know, 
this could have totally been like something we could yeah, use like yeah. you know our normie friends oh, yeah. in college to like play at a party and you know what i i was thinking like ah fuck like when am i gonna play this at a party now but you know i'm saying fuck that like when we can actually have house parties again i'm gonna fucking throw one just so i can play this and drink my hazy ipa because i'm a girl <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> i'm a big kid now <laughs> uh but yeah the the clap building in the second chorus mish all i could picture was you and me in like the townhouses like doing the jersey shore like fist pump like oh, as God. the claps built that's all i oh yeah yeah from, down from the floor that's build that literally shit up. all yeah. i saw that's all i saw in my head when i heard those claps starting to build during the court i was just like oh yep that would have happened here we go and it would be just you and me and like kelly would even awkwardly just be watching us because she doesn't like people staring at us meanwhile you and i would be there when everyone was like what the fuck is this <laughs> definitely <laughs> but um i was a huge fan of this um i'm not i've never been a person that's gonna listen to like edm synthy kind of stuff in general like unless it's pop punk um it's not it's just not something that i enjoy like outside of a party you know because it's it just makes me want to party and i don't want to become an alcoholic so you know whatever but this was fun i i made me feel like i was in a video game and made me want more like pop punk nintendo core and um i thought it was great and honestly i i don't know if this is my fully formed opinion but initially i thought that alex's voice in this fit in better than the original version so maybe i'm leaning more towards this is like a better version but that's like i said not my fully formed opinion um you know it's just that edm vibe that's like lightly mixed in because i think that's also what i liked about it it was lightly mixed in it wasn't like full-on like robot shit um so yeah i mean i was i I was a fan very good robot (laughs) thanks yeah i try yeah (laughs) and so finally we have Saves the Day and Senses Fail. Two New Jersey bands. I'm being like super New Jersey, and that's for a reason. <laughs> um, but so two New Jersey bands that have my heart uh, released a split cover album with uh, both bands covering arguably the most influential punk band in New Jersey, The Misfits. Uh, it's called Through Being Ghoul, Saves the Day, did a cover of some kind of hate and where eagles dare and since it's failed did we are 138 and attitude um so i was never a huge Mis- misfits fan because i just never got into them you know as a teen uh i just assumed they were too hardcore for me and then you know i learned in my later years they weren't i just never really super got into them i don't dislike them but you know we we know i'm a big pop punk girl so it has to be very particular punk for me to really get into it and when i say particular i mean it needs to be covered by senses fail and saves the day because um for me these covers not only take the misfit songs and i think honor them really well but they modernize them a little bit and they actually made me enjoy them a lot more than i did as misfit songs i was a huge fan and this just proves that senses fail and saves the day are fucking fantastic I mean, we already knew that, but this proves it more. So, I was never a fan of the Misfits for two reasons. One, because uh, I wasn't a huge fan of the lead singer's voice. I understand, like, that's, like, quintessential punk, uh, you know, royalty, if you will, almost. But also the Misfits, just even the thought of them just gives me hives. 
because the guy I dated on and off all through high school and my freshman year of college, like, loved the Misfits, and I cannot disassociate one from the other, and it's just a whole lot of stuff that I never want to think about ever again in my lifetime. (laughs) So, uh... On the musical side of things, though, I definitely think that what you said, Mish, was right. They borderline did them identically. Like, they updated maybe a little bit of the guitar and stuff like that, but you knew what you were listening to, and they had way better singers. So, I, I they, they were good for what they were. I just, I'm not a huge fan of the originals, so. Yeah, eh. Mish, I think you pretty much said it all. I th- I've never really been a listener of senses fail saves the day or the misfits so um this was all like a little bit out of my wheelhouse but um i kind of took from the approach of like listening to the each song like the misfits original and then the remade one right after and like doing that you can definitely tell like how how good of a um of a cover it is and how much they kind of like respected the original and just like put their little spin on it so um pretty cool stuff yeah new jersey bands for the win and speaking of new jersey bands what you've all been waiting for it is time to talk to the break plans so based out of freehold new jersey the break plans creates melodic indie pop music you can dance to with an alternative rock vibe or quote-unquote rock and roll with an edm soul as the guys put it the break plans officially came together when mikey straws finally found colton braun the lead singer the traditional way through a craigslist ad uh they recently released a new song crossroads which i have to say is high key glorious so welcome 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 to the break plans we are so excited to have you absolutely yeah thank you for having us uh absolutely we're so excited you know it's uh for our fans out there we actually connected because they reached out to me on instagram they slid into my dms if you will um (laughs) God, as <laughs> that makes classic our our DMs. First of all, young lady, we share that account. Uh, first of all, it was my personal account, so oh, yeah, <laughs> I didn't know that. Take it back. But um, you know, they sent me one of their songs, so it was like um, what's the word I'm looking for? Not at fate. Uh, Networking. Uh, serendipitous. Yeah. No. Yeah. Sure, we'll go with that word. But yeah, we're super excited to have you guys on. So. It is a, a new tradition, actually. You guys are going to be the second people to do it on the show. To get our interviews going, we're going to start... We've, we've started this tradition of uh, playing Guess the Lyrics, you know, to get us warmed up. So uh, we're going to... Not saying we're going to say lyrics to you guys, and you have to guess the band and the song. Hopefully, you know, you guys don't end up looking like idiots. <laughs> um. But, to be fair, uh, the guy the guy who did it before you guys was very good at be- guessing the band but sometimes forgot the name of the song or vice versa so you get credit if you get one but you get like bonus points if you get both i'm so yeah. bad at naming songs but i'm good at bands so we'll see. yeah I'm, I'm bad at both so we'll see how this how painful this is. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. all right so i'm gonna kick it off for you guys they say the devil's water it ain't so sweet 
I oh, have to drink great. right now. It's the killers. It's, it's the killers, and it is. Uh, <laughs> and it is. Um, it's on their second album. Uh, they say the devil's yeah, word. Uh, so you don't have to drink right now. You can dip your feet. But you can dip your feet every once in a little while. Um, yeah. I can't. Oh, see? When you were young. When you were young. When you were young. Yeah. There you go. Ding, 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 ding. That instrumental part. When you were young. Yeah, you just got to. We can we can sing yeah. it. You know, but it takes a little bit. <laughs> yeah. That's the thing. You guys can sing it. We're not going to sing it for you because then that'd be way too easy. It's hard. It's so hard to just speak the words to some of these songs. Um, yeah, when you know it so well, you just want to like <laughs> la da la. All right. We love the killers too. So. All right. Next one. It was the wicked and wild wind blew down the doors to let me in. Coldplay. Viva la vida. Now. Yeah, oh, yeah. That was a, that was a Didn't layup. even let her finish. That was a layup. Well, yeah, if, it was. if you're giving us killers in Coldplay, I mean, we're, we're we'll be pretty good at those. Oh yeah, we're we're <laughs> a little bit nice. Pick some pick some bands you might we like. We try to we try to stick to your influences. They, I was gonna say they definitely read our bio. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I don't know what you're talking Never. about. <laughs> all right, last one, and we'll all be animals. Didn't need to start a forest fire. Brush the ashes off your shoulders. That's not gonna. That's not a Brandon Flowers song, right, Mike? Like separate from Killers? No, I don't think so. I don't know. I feel like the first few words seem like I would know it, but I don't know. You've been stumped. We have. Yeah, we have. So it's Walk the Moon, Lost in the Wild. Oh, all right. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't think I've heard that one. I like Walk the Moon. Well, I only really heard of Walk the Moon when we did um, uh, Sinking Down. I'm terrible with that. I don't really know any like bands or anything. And what I'll do is I'm, I'm, I'm a big Walk the Moon fan. Yeah, I work in like playlists that other people give me. And I'm like, wow, I really like this song. And I just never <laughs> look at the artist. You sound like Bran. I was about to yeah. say, you sound like me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh she actually so um you know we mess with her a lot on the show because um she's she hasn't kept up with like you know our scene per se so she's the scene grandma and uh we make fun of her because she also does not know bands or songs and general, i like it so. i just don't pay attention to it very often i like being handed things so i'm like oh this is cool yeah i'm with you it's my favorite mike usually gives me a playlist like every summer and I just jammed to it all summer. Nice. You might. I mean, you need to be added to this playlist. Uh, <laughs> Very exclusive <laughs> list. I had to fight for weeks to uh, to get it. Uh. You're more than welcome to have it if you want. <laughs> all right. So we're gonna get now that you know we've got uh, our groove going. So let's get into it. So we know that uh, Colton, you completed the break plans via Craigslist ad. But why don't you, you know, give us the whole story of how the break plans came to be. What's the hot gossip? You know, tell yeah, us so um, at least from uh, my end of things, I had been doing music um, on my own and on and off, um, you know, pretty much my whole life. Um, and I was doing more solo things and just kind of, you know, the creativity starts to wither and, and uh, you look to do the next, um, you know, thing or, or project or whatever. And um, 
you know, I, I remember thinking, um, I hadn't been in a band in years, and I just remember thinking, you know, it would really help if I just had at least one bandmate to kind of, you know, toss some ideas off of, blah, blah, blah. So I just put an ad out, um, you know, singer looking for a band, um, you know, just kind of saying, you know, I'm not looking to do a cover band, like I want to write our songs, I have a few written in the style of the Beatles, Coldplay, Killers. And so then I got a few replies here and there, you know, mostly Rowie's, other genres, things like that. And then finally, um, Mike emailed me back and was basically like, dude, like, love the influences, blah, blah, blah. So we started chatting um, over the phone, text messaging, things like that. Um, and so we met up. And then like the first night we met up, you know, we kind of showed each other our songs. And I was like, you know, I'm, I'm in 100%. Let's start this band. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I would just kind of go back to like, doing a band is hard. It's so hard. <laughs> and um, I had done a few before I met Colton. And, like, I kind of was done. I quit for, like, three, two, three, four years. I don't know. It felt like forever. Um, and I was, like, done. I was just going to move on and just, like, play music still and all that. And then um, Colton kind of, like, skipped over a really big part, actually. But um, eventually I was, like, you know, I'm going to, like, look one, one more time. So I was, like, I'm going to go on Craigslist. And Colton, you know, he kind of brushed over the advertisement. He put a full page ad in his face, like a headshot of his face. Oh my god! And and, uh, and it was a big look at me. Yeah, so I was like, I'm like, who does that? But um, the cool part was, like he said, he put like influences that we both liked, and um, it was funny. Like Craigslist, like it's it's a very weird website, obviously, (laughs) for a lot of reasons. But um, I I would say it's pretty good for for meeting musicians, but you don't really ever find that perfect uh i guess like person you know on there usually it's like someone that wants to do i don't know heavy metal or but but i see this i see his advertisement and it's like i want to play like you know killer's music and coldplay and i was like no way so i hit him up and um yeah like instantly like we pretty much we met up and he wanted on the safe side to meet somewhere neutral so we met at a restaurant <laughs> i didn't want to get murdered by a random person on Craigslist, you know very you smart. Sound, you sound like smart. most women going Fair. on a first date. <laughs> yeah, it was kind of like that. And uh, finally, then we came back to my place. <laughs> afterwards. Ooh. And that's where the magic happened. And that's where the magic happened. Yeah. So, and, and that's pretty much really it. Um, like he, he was very like quick to be like, yeah, let's, let's, do, a band. let's do a band. And then the only remember, thing, the only thing we yeah. were like waiting on was just like the band name. I think. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, we had a couple of things, a couple of ideas going. And, uh, we, we, nice. I heard a, someone crack. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers, guys. Uh, is your call? Cheers. Right. Cheers. Yeah, so it was pretty much that. I mean, it, it wasn't like the most uh, exciting story, but it's still pretty funny that we met on Craigslist. So. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. And so, how did the name come about? As you mentioned. <laughs> Mike, it. Uh, this is all you, buddy. Uh, all right, so. My um, one buddy was also involved for a little while with us when we were going to start this band. Um, but he kind of he's an actor, and um, he had been working in, in Manhattan, and that kind of took precedent over uh, doing a band. So he was involved in the very beginnings, and uh, we always had this saying. I'm not sure if you ever heard of the band The Academy Is. Yes, love. Yeah. So they had this one line in their song like "Make plans to break plans." Right? Yeah, yeah. And, and we'd always me and him. So my my other the one buddy I'm talking about, we'd always make plans to hang out, and then we'd always have to break the plans. So we'd always like for some, it was so weird. Like we were like very good friends, but we for some reason things would get in the way all the time, and we would just text each other be like "Make plans to break plans." 
So, um, (laughs) (laughs) that's awesome. So, uh, I guess when when we were coming down to naming some names, he was the one that was like, yo, what if we made the name like the break plans? And I was like, that, that that sounds cool. And then Colton was kind of like, yeah, sounds good to me. And then, oh, and and Colton wanted me to tell the other part of the story. Oh, I, I, that's why I I let you go. He's telling the, he's telling me the nice PC version of the story. We don't want to hear PC. We want to hear the real stuff. All right. So, so, so that name was what came out that night. And it was like my, so we were like, we all met up to hang out for my birthday. So that's when we were going to do like our band name idea. And I had just met Mike. I had just met Mike. Yeah. All right, so I'm trying to make this quick, so I don't want to get too long-winded here. So uh, my buddy that made the name with me, we were, like, day drinking all day for my, for my birthday. It was a beautiful day. And um, Colton came over, like, around, like, 5, and he wanted to catch up. So he bought, like, a little bottle of tequila and, like, a six-pack of, what, uh, Miller Lite? Probably. And he, like, was pounding these drinks and, and, and this tequila. Oh, no. And I remember being, like, to my buddy, I'm like, like yo, this is not going to end well. So... <laughs> We were going to go into Asbury Park that night. Right. It was going to be like kind of like this bonding thing for my birthday. And we're, like the new band going to hang out. And about time to like leave, Colton's falling over my drum set <laughs> in, my, in my room. And um, basically, like it was like we broke plans. I broke the plans. <laughs> broke the plans. Oh. And we had been talking about, about the name about a couple of hours earlier. So it kind of like just solidified the name. We were like, all right, the break plans. <laughs> so... <laughs> There you go. So basically, you guys, your name came from trolling each other. It's basically, yeah, but- pretty much yeah. came from uh, my inability to uh, regulate the amount of tequila I had drank that day. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we, we, all, we, we all battle champ, that but, sometimes. Yeah. I was, uh, I was also really hoping to, uh, like the next day. I was like, God, I really hope he doesn't like not want to do a band with me now. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Oh, I remember you. Uh, we had pizza too earlier and we had onion like onion powder and garlic and by accident he poured the whole onion powder on his oh god <laughs> <laughs> oh no it was a sloppy night it was a sloppy night was sloppy. all right anyway so that, that's how the band name came about i love it that's a really great story i must say um, so you talked a little bit about um some of your influences and that's kind of one of the things that brought you all together but um who are some more of your influences and and what I guess, did you learn from them and kind of try to bring into the break plans? Um, I'll just, um, I'll just start this real quick. Um, I always go back to, you know, and I know you know my influence, but I'll, I'll pick a specific thing. So I should go to uh, Chris Martin, the singer um, of Coldplay. Um, and one of the, one of the things was, I think like two or, you know, two, three or so years ago, um, you know, I was, I was doing a lot of recording myself and anytime it came to do my vocals, um, you know, I would take them and I would just listen to them and I would think to myself, like, dude, like, how do you even think you're a singer? Like, it sounds like absolute trash. Like, I don't understand, like, what you're doing. And then so I would look and I, I tried to find, um, you know, acapellas, which is, you know, just the singled out vocal tracks. Um, so I tried to find acapellas of, like, Paul McCartney, John Lennon, um, you know, Chris Martin, um, Brandon Flowers, of, of these guys that I liked. And so I found, I want to say it was Yellow or something, and I found... Chris Martin's isolated vocals from those tracks and I played them and I was like, dude, these aren't, these aren't even close to perfect. I mean, like he sounds like Chris Martin, but that doesn't mean he sounds perfect all the time. Um, and I think that was sort of my biggest influence to kind of stop being so, um, harsh on myself and realize that your voice doesn't need to be 
perfect. Um, you know, being unique definitely helps, but I, I don't think perfection is something I ever strive for anymore. Um, and I think that really helps in terms of uh, songwriting, singing, uh, playing even. Um, you know, when you just strive for a certain level of musicianship and uniqueness and you stop striving for perfection, I think that's really what helped um, me come together with Mike in terms of writing our own songs and creating our own sound for the break plans. Um, you know, again, just not striving for perfection and striving for something that's, you know, legitimate that we can, you know, easily tackle. And uh, I mean, I would say that I was a huge and still am a big pop punk fan. Um, woo, woo! Like, like love like Fallout <laughs> Boy, and uh, I mean I could name a million bands, but like you know, like the Academy is, although they're not like pop punk per se, but like um, they're on the fringes. Cartel, the starting line, and it's funny. I always wanted to do a pop punk band, so we're kind of going back a little bit years wise. But anytime I'd ever write a song, it would never sound like a pop punk song. <laughs> it would sound like this like eighties <laughs> like spin off. I don't know, like my own style of whatever. And I was always get kind of like bummed out. Um, like, why can't I write a pop punk song? Like, I don't get it. And um, I don't know. Like, I feel like the times of music right now kind of caught up to like my writing because like, I'm not saying that we sound 80s or anything, but like, I would just say whatever I write is what I write. I'm not really writing for a certain style per se. Um, but even with the pop punk stuff too, like I'm also like a big fan of like EDM and Coldplay and the Killers are a huge influence. Um, so like, I've always been into like writing big choruses, big like anthem upbeat choruses uh, that move. And so I don't know. I, I mean, I take a lot of the, the influences that, you know, were a big part of my life. And I guess that's what makes whatever I'm writing come out. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's just a lot of those. But it's just funny that I could never write a pop punk song. <laughs> <laughs> Ever. Well, you know, it's funny because you say that, but um, even though you guys are definitely a little bit more pop rock alternative, you you can definitely hear, I think, those um, that uh, I guess that wannabe pop punk thing, <laughs> if you will. Um, you can definitely hear it in there for in sure. In the best way. Yeah, I say in that the in the best way, way possible. Cool. <laughs> it somehow made its way in a little bit. Nice. Yeah. So 2020 problems, the pandemic has messed everything up in the music scene. What challenges have you come across in being a band during this crazy time? Well, yeah, well, first and foremost, um, I don't know if you guys are aware, but we actually didn't play our first show until um, January of 2020. I think our, our, our lipstick officially came out, um, I want to say, what was it, like June of 2019 or something? June, July, yeah, something like that. Like, Yeah, something like that. So around there, so, you know, we, we had to kind of stack up some other songs and get ready. And so we played our first show in January. Um, which was at the Saint uh, in Asbury Park, New Jersey. Oh, I love um, that place. Yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. Um, you know, they took a chance on us. I've, I've told this story a couple times, but they took a chance on us and basically said, um, you know, hey, we know it's your first show, basically. So if you guys don't bring 15 people to the door, we will send you home and you're not going to be allowed to play. Um, blah, blah, blah. Are so <laughs> we were like, okay, that's not going to be an issue. So we ended up selling like 65 tickets or something like that. Um, wow. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Was, That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, thank you. It was, um, you know, we planned for that debut and, and um, you know, even to this day, still a lot of the people that came to that show were like, dude, that was such a sick show. Like, um, you know, we practiced and practiced and practiced and practiced um, to make sure it would go smoothly. Um, it went fantastically, um, you know, and then we had a couple other shows that were lined up. Uh, so we played like two or three and, and we were really starting to, you know, get, you know, steam going and, and doing really well, getting good reviews, you know, being able to get into places easier. And, and now we say, hey, we played this, 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 get us this show. And they're like, sure, no problem. 
Um, you know, and then just bam, COVID hit and um, really took a lot of the wind out of our sails, um, you know, in terms of playing live shows, because as I'm sure you know, just, you know, for decades, that's how bands, you know, get new fans and get discovered is you just play shows, you try and grab a couple listeners at each show, you know, those listeners might tell their friends to listen to you and, you know, next thing, you know, or they're like, hey, just come out to a show, it's fun. Um, so that kind of forced us to really pivot, um, I guess, in terms of, looking out more, you know, social media marketing and online marketing. So, but um, yeah, in terms of COVID and, and just playing live performance, it really sucks, um, you know, and it was just kind of a gut punch to, uh, you know, when we started getting going. Yeah. I mean, just to like, I guess, add to that. Yeah. It, it sucks. I mean, honestly, it kind of breaks, it breaks my heart. It breaks our heart, I think, as far as a band wise. I mean, obviously there's a lot of bigger things going on in the world than just being in a band. But as far as asking about just a band, yeah, it sucks because we were just getting going. And sucks is really the word because we were just getting going, um, playing those shows and being really excited. Like we, we worked really hard in the fall of last year. We were rehearsing nonstop to get our live show. So I mean, we were like we were hoping we'd get we'd have a we'd tour this summer. No, yeah, I mean, and we. Dan, our drummer, lives actually in North Jersey. So me and Colton were driving up like far, like at night, like like we had, we had late nights of, of rehearsal, and we all still work and you know day jobs and like it was a lot. It was a lot of work, and then it's just like boom, done. And um, you know, I think like when COVID first hit, there was a lot of like hope that oh it'll be like a month thing, two month thing, and then as mm-hmm. like everything started settling in, you realize I don't know when we're gonna be able to play a show again or. A, a legit show you know we did play a couple of little things in the summer yeah um that were like you know it was fun but they weren't like really legit shows um yeah and just to the- add on that like talking about legit shows like we hate to be like that but like we literally just like we went out we got a, a big pa system that can you know comfortably you know have you could play you know in front of like 500 people and now you know no big crowds are allowed no loud music you know it's like acoustic mm-hmm. with a you know with a person you know singing and a guitar yeah so, I mean, you know, there's, there's a lot of problems out there, obviously, but band related. Yeah, it was bad. So we just focused our attention towards, yeah, online, uh, just keep, you know, pounding, you know, away at Instagram and bothering people like you. <laughs> just stalking. <laughs> it's fine. Doing, uh, yeah, doing interviews or, or music videos yeah. too. Yeah. So I think, um, if everything gets a little better, I mean, we're definitely gonna have a lot more music coming out in the, uh, early early spring so that's something we're going to be doing i think i mean we haven't like really planned everything out but that's kind of what i think we're leaning to is uh putting out a bunch of music early on in the spring and then hopefully by then we could play some shows off that music and get everything exciting again yeah that's awesome i think um i mean even us as fans we're obviously missing concerts and like can't wait for for that day again um on one of our one of our past episodes we did um an emo kids fantasy episode and we basically talked about like what was our ultimate concert lineup what what fantasy um like essentially like creating a fantasy band um based on like other band members um so basically we're just trying to like escape this 2020 no concert world so kind of in that line um what's your fantasy venue that you know (laughs) once we get back to to normal life if if you play you know that fantasy venue you know like you made it i'll let well i actually have i have one me and Colton have one that we really want, but I'll also uh, add a second one. So cool. Right, that's cool because I'll I'll add one that I I actually really liked. 
Um, so I, the one that Mike and I, we can agree on um, is House of Independence in Asbury Park, New Jersey. Ah, my favorite venue. Yeah. I've actually been to that one. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that venue is, uh, I think we uh, consider that to be like an attainable goal uh, in the next year or so. Um, really, that place is just dependent on venue or crowd size, I should say. And, and you know, that's what we pride ourselves on. And that's our goal. So I say that's short term. Um, longer term, I actually really like, I, I lied, now I'll say two venues. I actually really like a PNC Bank Art Center and a BBT Pavilion um, down in Camden, both Jersey venues. Um, obviously bigger venues, um, you know, so I think that might be more of a five-year goal um, for us per se. But uh, yeah, those kind of, I guess they're local venues. Oh shit, you know what? Sorry. Red Rocks. I, I just, I forgot. I totally visited Red Rocks in Denver <laughs> and that place was sick. I don't know why I'm not thinking oh, that would be yeah. amazing. That would be great. Any, 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 any others, Colin, or, or is, you know? He's, <laughs> I mean, he's setting up, his, he's he's setting up a tour. I would say uh, just one that, like, I, whenever I've gone to shows there for a long time, I, I just look around and be like, oh, man, I want to play or some, someday. The Electric Factory in Philly. Ooh, um, that's a good venue. Because, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. Again, shows aren't happening right now, and I haven't been there in a while, but that place was, like, the place for a, a long time. And, like, just sitting on, like, standing in the upper area and seeing shows, I I mean, I don't know. I, I think it's a really cool place to play. I just have a lot of history there myself. So Nice, yeah. Um, yeah, those are all great venues. And, obviously, I'm the Jersey girl here. So I, I, I'm, I've been to all these venues you guys are talking about, um, you know, in the area. Right. Um, and I literally can... me being in Florida, I'm like, I don't know anything that's going on. Right now, <laughs> so... <laughs> I know I've been, I'm in, um, I'm in Boston. So I've been to a couple of the Jersey venues when Michelle makes me go that way. <laughs> nice. But yeah, no, I mean, it, it's, um, it's cool, you know, like connecting with bands like this because, you know, eventually you, you'd like to see them there. And I, I mean, I can totally picture, you know, you guys up on stage and because, you know, your music is, Mikey, I think you mentioned it, like uh, you, you you like to write the, that anthemic stuff. And I, I definitely can see, you know, having a crowd sing back to you. And, you know, um, when I first listened to uh, your song, not, not in my head. Yeah. So I first listened to it on my phone, you know. Um, but I was j actually jamming to it um, today on my boyfriend's speakers, and he is a bit of an audiophile, like, a little bit pretentious. And he, like, calibrates his shit to just an obnoxious level. But, uh, I, you know, I'll admit it really makes a difference. And, uh, you know, and I heard it in your song. It's an incredibly well-mixed and, you know, just well-produced. It's, it's great. And so um, can you guys talk to how, when, where you produced all the music you've released so far? Yeah, so um, the first um, four, I want to say, um, what was it? Lipstick, Sinking Down, Not In My Head, Let Go. Um, those were all done uh, with a producer out of uh, Lancaster, right, Mike? Lancaster? Yeah, I think it's like Lancaster. Yeah, so they were, yeah, they were done with a, our producer. His name's Carl Bonner um, out of Lancaster, Pennsylvania. He used to be in a band called Cheerleader. Um, and we hooked up with him before um, we actually released anything as a band, um, just kind of through personal connections and some, you know, professional groups and things kind of got his contact information. Um, so then we did uh, lipstick with him. So we went to the studio um, where the band, do you know the band live? Mm, nope. Can't say mm. that I do. 
Oh, from the 90s. Yeah, I, yeah. They're like this big band from the 90s, and, and they had this uh, custom-built uh, recording studio in York, Pennsylvania. Um, so we went down uh, and did everything for Lipstick Number in, uh, in that studio. Um, got the mix back from Carl, and we were like, damn, like this is absolutely unbelievable. Um, you know, we love this. So we, we ended up working with him for those first four songs. Um, so specifically, Not In My Head was, was done uh, with Carl. Um, and then mastered by my mate in Australia, Nicholas Roberto Di Lorenzo. Um, he's a mastering engineer down in Australia, and um, he's a great guy. I think he's touched all of our songs except two. Um, and then just kind of as we you know moved along, when we got to um, City Lights and Crossroads, um, you know we just kind of worked with a different producer who's more local to us. Um, so his studio is about uh, forty-five minutes north of us. Um, you know, so typically what we'll do is anywhere from one to three days, we'll go into the studio, um, you know, record everything, get a mix back and then just kind of, you know, hold on to it. We have one that's fully finished that we're just waiting on right now. Um, but that's kind of our process. Uh, Mike and I, we do demos by ourselves, but like you said, you know, when you hook it up to good speakers and just that wonderful mixing and production and mastering, um, you know, is, is done because we hire, uh, you know, the right people to do that. Um, I'm not good enough to be able to, you know, mix a radio song. So, um, you know, we kind of put my um, pride aside and decided to hire the professionals. And to this day, I'm, I'm very glad that we did, because if we didn't, um, I don't think we would be speaking with you. And I don't think we'd be anywhere near <laughs> That's actually a funny story, because Colton, like, back in the day was like, yo, I want to produce all our songs. And I was like, and I and I didn't really know him that well yet, because we, like, we, like, just met. <laughs> and um, in, in my mind, I'm like, no, I was like, no, I don't. I was thinking about it. It was funny. Like after like doing a couple of demos with him, I think he started realizing that uh, we need to reach out to a producer. <laughs> so, so a little backstory to the backstory. How do you feel? So, like Michelle said, she like first listened to your song on her on her phone, and I feel like that's kind of like the average listener's experience now, right? Like people listen on their phone, their computer with cheap headphones from amazon do you think stuff like that sometimes takes away from the listening experience or um i guess how do you guys try to listen to music to like get that you know clearly produced um listening experience well it's it's funny i uh i'm very much um like whoever was his you know boyfriend before um i have like i have my studio which has my really nice monitors in one room um, I have like 7.1 surround sound on my main TV. I just moved into a new place. So I plan on like getting Sonos everywhere. Um, but yeah, for me, I mean, it's just, um, I, you know, I, I don't really bring too much um, emphasis into, you know, the fact, I mean, there's always the joke, uh, you know, I'm not going to bring it up, but like producer memes, you know, they have their own memes and stuff. And it's like the joke of, you know, $60,000 console, you know, $10,000 microphone, this, you know, 99 cent earbuds that you listen out of. Um, but, um, you know, honestly, I, I think it goes to the technical prowess and, and just the, uh, you know, the professionalism of, of the producers and the mixing engineers to um, understand what it's going to sound like on headphones versus what it's going to sound like, you know, if you're actually in the control room, um, you know, of like a fancy studio. Yeah, for sure. I, think, I mean, I, I would just say like... Uh, in my car, um, that's where like I could definitely hear and notice differences. Um, I used to have like a really nice car, and then I had to kind of get rid of it. But uh, that car had the best speakers, so I'd always go in there and be like, 
if it sounds good on and this system then it's gonna sound good so <laughs> blasting music from the car is probably yeah. my favorite place to listen to music <laughs> but, but that's where like a lot of times like sound engineers will tell you like go to a place that you're used to listening to music like whatever headphones or system you're on so like all joking aside but yeah i like i remember like having battles with other sound like engineers be like dude i can't hear the snare in my car <laughs> <laughs> like, like raise the snare he'd be like so then, like one time he actually came out to my car it was awesome this is way back this is way back but yeah but yeah so answer your question i think um just wherever you're familiar with listening to music, honestly, I think it works. I don't think you need to have always the best headphones as long as you're comfy with whatever you're listening on. Mm-hmm. Nice. So we're going to get a little real here. Because, uh, you know, uh, Mikey, you, called, you you talked about, like, you know, being a, a fan of pop punk. And, you know, that's kind of where most of our conversations uh, are. And um, in, I don't know if you know much about it, but, like, in this scene, there's lots of... Um, there's lots of issues obviously you know diversity um you know uh sexual misconduct and all of that you know so as a band aside from obviously you know getting your music out there you know and obviously every band dreams of getting big so you're gonna have some sort of influence some sort of presence what do you as a band like want to do to change the scene to be better to make it safer Ooh, yeah, that, that's a wow. That, that, that's very real. I told you getting real. <laughs> well, I would say that, you know, um, that we we are role models. Um, I mean, if anyone can, you know, find anything good in our music, you know, we're happy about that. And that, um, you know, we, we do have this small power right now. I mean, we're not a huge band, but we are. I guess we have a little bit of uh, success and followers. We have a that. little bit of a reach. Yeah. Yeah, but I would say just kind of lead by example. I mean, I like my mother raised me to be a gentleman. Um, I'm actually married. I'm not sure if anybody really knows that. Oh, he dropped the T. <laughs> I would say that, you know, I, 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 I try to be a good husband. and He is a good husband. Um, Great father as well. Yeah, he, he's, he's seen me around. Oh, and father. He threw out the kid. Yeah. Yes, I have a kid. Oh, shit. Oh, you got a baby? Yeah. yeah. So, so, I mean, I feel like, you know um, – I, I try to just lead by example and, you know, treat people around me well, my family well, um, my, my friends well. Um, and honestly, if, if we have a bigger platform someday, we'll be able to do more. I mean, that, that's kind of what we hope for, too, is to be able to use our power as hopefully a successful band to do, you know, to, to reach out into the community to, um, you know, help others that are going through, you know, issues and all that kind of stuff. I mean, to me, that's kind of what makes it worth it, you know? Um, so, I mean, I think that kind of answers a little bit of your question. But yeah, it's I'd, tough I'd even, yeah. well, I, I was going to say, I'd even answer that. For example, um, you know, we always try and, and, and think of things. So, for example, this month, uh, we're not exactly sure, um, you know, exactly how to do it. But um, for November, Mike and I, we're going to grow out mustaches. And one thing I was thinking was, you know, like, uh, you know, dollar a day and whoever, you know, breaks first has to like match the other persons or something like that. Um, but Mike and I have always, you know, heavily been into, uh, you know, charity work. Um, I want to say, or at least, you know, I have on the, on the, you know, side, um, you know, kind of in my personal life stuff. I don't really talk about, you know, too much like that, but you know, I lost a couple grandparents to, uh, cancer. Um, you know, so that's something that always kind of weighs heavily, um, on my mind. I have a few friends that, uh, are actually cancer survivors. Um, so I think that we all kind of have our, 
um, you know, personal charities and, and goals and things that we'd like to accomplish. But mm-hmm. um, going back to a band, one of the biggest powers that I have is when I have the microphone in my hand um, up on stage. And um, I know, you know, Sinking Down is probably one of the, which is nice. It's one of the least popular songs or, or less popular songs that we have. Um, but that song, I, I actually, you know, pretty much wrote uh, by myself with my girlfriend, not to say Mike didn't, you know, be involved in that. But um, the message of that song really explains, um, you know, how I feel. And, and when I'm given the um, ability to send a message, that message is, um, you know, you're never alone. Um, you know, the sun will always come up. Somebody's will always be there to guide you and help you. Like, you know, whenever you feel down, there's always going to be, you know, whether it be, you know, a light or a person or somebody that's going to bring you through that. Um, I think a lot of our music deals with positivity. Um, I think a lot of it deals with overcoming um, obstacles and issues that you may have in your life. Um, You know, and even if it's something as simple as writing music for other people to enjoy, um, you know, I think that is something that we try and take advantage of and use to our ability to, um, you know, if you will, make the world a better place or just, you know, try and help some people get through their day. Love that. That's awesome. I just got some goosebumps. So... We're going to give you a little bit of a break. That one was a tough one. Uh, we're gonna, Are we going to stop? So we're gonna do- I just poured a glass of wine. <laughs> <laughs> I texted. Cheers. I actually texted Mike on the side when you're like, oh, we're going to have a hard one here. I was like, yo, good luck, Mike. Well, no one knows that I'm married or have a child, so that's pretty big, big breaking news. So that was my attempt Bring at like a music news. <laughs> I mean, the only thing is too is you know it, it has nothing to do with you know your wife or your kid. It just has to do with you know at some point too. I understand Mike. You know he's going to want a, a private side to his life as well. You know, um, sure. Me, I've always kind of been one who who um, you know loves the spotlight kind of deal. So I would love you know like the the fame and the interest and the behind the scenes and the gossip shit that goes on. But you know I know Mike's not like that, so he just kind of you know, keeps private and, you know, has the family thing and we don't really bring it up too much, I guess. Yeah. And, you know, we talked about that on the show before because, um, you know, as fans, you do get some insight into like, you know, your, your, the, the bands you love their lives. And especially in today's age with social media, you get like such a, uh, you know, a clear picture that you almost feel like, you know, them, but it's, uh, you got to be able to draw those lines and sometimes it's hard it is it is hard sometimes but i mean it's one of those things too like you know like we are a band and our main goal is to uh you know to make music and make music that we like and people can like and um not draw the line there but you know that's kind of what what we want you know yeah everything else kind of comes second yeah just that's our main goal for sure i completely understand it's that it's nice to you know want your goals to be achieved but at the same time you have to figure out where you're comfortable sharing your life with your fans so that way they can connect with you absolutely um, and it's it's funny too because like i i probably have dinner uh, with mike and his family like at least i don't know at least once or twice a week probably <laughs> and we're always we're usually like snapchatting or, or not you know like instagramming together and things so they see it but yeah yeah you know it's there's always that level of you know i don't want to blow up mike's you know spot kind of let him be comfortable with you know whatever he wants to share for sure. So on to the quick speed round. It's would you rather's just lightning fast, first instinct. If you want to explain your answer, feel free. All right. Number one, would you rather collaborate with Blink-182 or Machine Gun Kelly? 
they just recently well travis barker just recently collabed with machine gun kelly and we have very strong opinions on both of these bands <laughs> or people <laughs> so we're we interested to see yours opinions. all right i'll go first i'll say blink and i will go on record saying i'm not an mgk fan welcome to the team friend <laughs> <laughs> i would say blink because uh i w- was and still am a very big fan of them so you know, obviously they changed a little bit. They don't have uh, Tom in the band, but eh. yeah, life goes on. <laughs> All right. So would you rather be in or recreate My Chemical Romance's Helena music video or Drake's Hotline Bling music video? Mm. Um, well, I don't think i know the drake video but i know helena very that's well. funny i don't know that i don't i know the drake video i know the helena <laughs> <laughs> so so the drake video is that stupid meme yes, of drake meme dancing in a big dancing. yeah i'd say a big no on that one for me so the other one I, which i haven't even seen i'll vote for that one so my yeah, so my chemical yeah. romances video is uh this huge dance number with in like a church during a funeral and like uh there's like it's pretty know, epic hundreds of that sounds that yes. sounds more epic yeah I, i'd yeah. say more and also too <laughs> okay uh yeah mike and i we uh we both appreciate cinema and like have shot video and, and we typically shoot our own video and stuff so that sounds a lot of a, a like a cooler concept than just you know dancing in hotline bling i, I respect it uh, all right. Would you rather cover Mr. Brightside or Shut Up and Dance? Mr. Brightside, hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah, I go Mr. Well, Brightside, a million, a million percent. Yeah, oh, yeah, God, well, yeah. Song's so. I good. just wanted to make sure Mike was on the same page because sometimes Mike would be like, "Shut up and dance," and I'm like, "Oh, okay. I thought I was going." With- okay. <laughs> Mike- all right, so the the next two ones are like you've made it big, you're super popular, everyone knows your name. So would you rather be on the Mass Singer or Dancing with the Stars? Mass Singer, I can't dance for shit. <laughs> <laughs> I would uh, probably not be on either. I would just take take the uh, like the day off. Um, I guess Mass Singer. I mean, Mike can sing. Don't let him fool you. He's he's a very good singer. Thanks, man. There's actually, and you know, I'm going to use my time on interviews, so he says, there's actually um, a couple demos floating around in the universe somewhere of Mike singing uh, Lipstick Number, right? Is there anything else? I think it's just Lipstick, right, Mike? Yeah. Yeah, there is a a hidden version, which, if I'm not mistaken, we said we would never pull down. So if you find (laughs) it, you get lucky. Ooh, that sounds like a challenge to me. Uh, I, I mean, I'd love to see if he could find it, but it, it is Mike, and it sounds really good. And that's actually the reason I, did, I agreed to do a band with him, because of Lipstick and a couple other songs. Nice. So it's like a treasure hunt now for all of our fans. Absolutely. Good luck. <laughs> Wish you only luck. <laughs> all right. Last one. And based on Colton's answer earlier, I think I know what the answer is going to be. But only tour in New Jersey. So we're thinking summer tour. Only tour in New Jersey and make a million dollars. Or tour the entire world, no cost, but you don't make any money. The whole world, oh, definitely a whole world. Yeah, I'd go the whole world too. 100%. Yeah. I mean, money. Really? Money, yeah, money is nice. Yeah. Um, we love New Jersey, but um, yeah, I mean, traveling the the world for no cost. And I know, you know, just for ease of question, it's saying you won't make any money. But you know, at that point, you're just raising brand awareness. And imagine going around to the world and just you know, one person per tour buys like a fucking sweatshirt. You know. Oh, also my bad. I don't know if you're allowed to curse or not. You're totally allowed to oh, curse. Oh, we swear like sailors. That's uh, fine. Yeah, of course. 
<laughs> well, Cole, you definitely opened up a little bit during this interview. You, you were very professional the first half of the interview, and, and now you're being like more like Cole. <laughs> so, uh, well, you know. Well, <laughs> I like that you guys are big thinkers and big picture of rather to raise awareness rather than take the money up front. So that's uh, that was our rapid fire round. Nice. Nice. Good job, Mike. Proud of you, buddy. You got one Thanks. more hard one coming up from Michelle, just a nice. warning. Oh, yes. This is super yeah. difficult. It is absolutely the most important question of all. So, yeah. Jersey girl to Jersey boys. First, I'm going to first I'm going to paint a scenario for you, okay? Okay. So, you know, and Mike, I know you're married. Colton, you said you have a girlfriend. So, you know, just picture this though. You know, this is in your bachelor days, right? So, you've been out partying, right? You stayed out late. You know, you had a girl come up to you and say, shut up and dance with me. It's now morning. You slept maybe two hours. Didn't drink any water because you're dope. So, oh. so that hangover you're nursing is, is very mighty. And you know, you need a good old-fashioned New Jersey breakfast sandwich. So somehow, you make it over to your deli. You shuffle to the counter in your sweats with your bedhead. Mm-hmm. And you that. say, can I have a blank egg and cheese on an everything bagel there now there are two ways to fill that blank and i know you know where i'm going with this i know i know where you're one going. is wrong and you'll be shunned by the mosh pit <laughs> podcast from now until forevermore and the other will grant you fortunes untold by the jersey devil <laughs> so my friends how do you respond it's a bacon egg and cheese yeah no we were gonna joke but i actually do get a bacon egg and cheese but uh yes. i know what you're saying so mike do you want to do you want to try and do this on three because i'm pretty sure we'll have the same answer <laughs> sure all right ready one two three pork roll yes yeah. welcome to the mosh pit family <laughs> i don't yeah, uh, yeah taylor ham is the company pork roll is the product I'm, exactly you know, it's there not even up for debate Okay, you guys won. You guys won. That's Wait, it. Can we, can we throw one back at you real quick? Okay. So do you yeah, believe? Sure. Do you believe there is a Central Jersey then? Absolutely. I love right. Central Jersey. <laughs> there we go. So you got the right answer. Yeah. See. <laughs> I knew we'd be friends by the end of this. I love it. Jersey people, no good Jersey people. You know what I mean? I know what you mean. <laughs> I love it. So, um, to wrap it up. Uh, and I know we talked about this a little bit. You said you guys are, um, you know, planning on releasing maybe some new music next spring. But uh, what can we expect from the break plans in the next year, pandemic or not? Um, what else can we expect from you guys? Yeah, I'd say no pandemic. Um, you should expect uh, probably an EP um, of sorts in the next Ooh. year. Um, we'll definitely have to do it track by track. You should definitely um, expect more content on our end, whether that be uh, we just got on TikTok, um, for example. Um, apparently, Ooh. so I think what Mike's going to have me do is um, I think TikTok is like sixty seconds. Um, so I'm pretty sure I'm just going to learn a bunch of sixty second covers, and then so I'll try and do something like every you know week or so. We'll try and do that. Um, yeah, I mean, so I, I actually, like I briefly got to mention, I just moved into a new house. Um, very excited for that. I now have a dedicated music room as well, ooh, ooh. which is where I'm in yes. now. So I, I really do, uh, you know, Mike and I have been talking. We really want to get back to, um, you know, our roots of just sitting in a room together, uh, writing some music, kind of seeing where that goes. Um, so, yeah, I think just, uh, you know, content, music, and, and um, 
you know, you definitely want to shoot some more videos. Okay, but uh, definitely releasing music. Yeah. Um, when not sure, but I think very early spring, we're considering doing like a live concert shoot. Um, just gotta like figure out the schematics of that. Um, cause it's a little bit confusing. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, just a lot, a lot more content. Um, I mean, and, and it's still bugging people on Instagram to check our music out. Um, we have a great social media manager. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think Colton pretty much nailed it. Yeah, we're going to write some more music. And we have a lot of songs ready to go, too. It's just a matter of actually going to a studio and recording the rest of them. So, yeah. Nice, guys. Well, we're excited for all of that. Like Bree said, you know, if if we hear that EP, perhaps we'll do a track-by-track track review on the Mosh Pit. And just because we're friends doesn't mean we'll go easy on you. Just FYI. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Colton never goes easy on me anyway, so I'm used to it. <laughs> we, don't, we don't go easy around here. We go hard or go home. That's, That's right. the best attitude. Well, thank you guys so much for coming on. It has been an absolute blast. It was an absolute pleasure for us. We love, um, you know, like we said, once COVID happened, we had to sort of pivot. And we love doing interviews and getting to know, um, you know, people such as yourselves, whether it be podcasts or um, you know, college radio or radio, we love talking with you guys. We appreciate the opportunity um, to be on here. And, and really, it's, uh, you know, it's very nice um, that, for you to have us. So, you know, again, we do appreciate it. Yes, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Anytime. So uh, for our listeners, go check them out, The Break Plans. You are now that much closer to knowing them a little bit more so go listen to their music and really see into their souls wow that was really dramatic i don't know where that came from (laughs) 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 mike and i were filming like an epk two weeks ago and it was just me and him and we'd be looking at the camera and i'd be like yeah that sucked all right let's just do that from the top and we were there for about three hours doing it so thankfully they have editing nowadays yeah, for sure. <laughs> oh, the, Michelle and I in college were film majors together, and we had to film. We had to act in each other's films, and every single time we would just like look at each other like, "This isn't gonna work. It's not gonna end well. We're we're not. <laughs> this is terrible. I can't be on camera." <laughs> and here we are having a podcast. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks again, guys. Um, again, everybody, go check them out. The break plans. They are pretty much everywhere but go listen on spotify because that's where everybody listens these days anyway so until next time love you guys hashtag mosh on